Hey, hey, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, schoolnertalk.com. Uh, Allie, good to be with you, sir. How are you? Yeah, good to be with you, too, Dwayne. Everything good? Everything is well, yeah. Uh, we're just trying to, you know, get back into the swing of things with uh, regards to, you know, this is our second week now of being reopened, if you will. So, right. Because we put, our, we put ourselves on a shutdown um, for two and a half weeks. Now, did that because you had somebody that you knew tested positive or they were near someone who tested positive? Yeah, so Which we had was three – yeah, we had – well, D, all the above. Uh, we had three instructors that were um, uh, in contact with someone that was positive. One person came uh, came down with it, and the other ones, nobody else had it. Although my head instructor, he got tested three different times, and it, all of them came back negative. And when I say three different times, he got tested initially and then waited – uh, or like, he got tested initially, excuse me, and they lost it. They couldn't find it. So oh, he had boy, to go back and get great. tested again. So two days later he got tested again, and then that came back negative. But I, I kid you not, for that whole first week he was not feeling good. Uh, the second week he still wasn't feeling good. So in, during that second week he went ahead and got tested again, and that second test yeah. uh, or third test, but really the second uh, result, came back negative. So – According to, uh, you know, the uh, medical institutions, uh, he did not have it, but he had something. Hmm. Well, I mean, listen, you know, it's the winter. Common cold is common, right? You know, like people are getting sick. They're, you know, um, there are a lot of allergies in the wintertime, believe it or not, too. You know, I, I sleep with, you know, my bedroom is the hottest room in the entire house for some reason. So my fiance Nicole and I sleep with the window open in the freezing cold. So we wake up and, you know, we have sore throats. Today we're both feeling crummy. So uh, so we're like, of course, you're nervous as hell. You're like, oh, my God, should we go get a rapid test? And I'm like, well, maybe why don't we just see how we feel, get some rest, and, and take it from there. You know, you can't rush to get, to get a diagnosis because sometimes you don't even know. And, and like Elon Musk, he tested himself in one day four times by the same doctor, same machine, same hospital, or wherever it was. And he got two different results, two positives, two negatives. So, you know, which which is which? You know, it's a hard, hard yeah. thing. It really, it's such a confusing time for people in general. You know, it's just like in life. It's such a up and down. Who's the president? Who's not? You know, who won? Who didn't? Is it going to be overturned? You know, like what is going on in our world? And everything is so unsure. And um, I guess you just got to have faith, right? That's for those people that are very religious and have faith. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a never-ending process right now. We're on the hamster wheel, but we've always been on some yep. sort of hamster wheel. It's just this is a different exactly. wheel, so we've got to learn how to navigate this wheel. Yeah, and the one thing I can say, though, in the last two weeks, hearing more people saying, oh, we want to join, we love your school, we're just going to wait and ride this out and see what it's like in January. You know, or uh, with the, they use these you know, typical words that are from the news you know, with the spikes in COVID, you know, we're going to hold off. And I'm going like, damn, we had such great momentum. You loved it. They're like, no, we love it. We want to come back. But, you know, that the fear media, fear-mongering media, um, you know, will uh, really, really stop us from growing. You know, it's kind of interesting. Do you remember when, when we were in the Iraq war and George Bush was president and they had, um, they had a media blackout? Like, they made it so that they wouldn't allow – certain things to be seen on the news 
for the safety of the mentality of the people of the United States so that they weren't constantly bombarded with negativity. Like even I remember I was a young kid, but even back in Vietnam, I remember very little did they show what was going on. It wasn't like an ongoing, everyday kind of bombardment of stuff. And and the worst part, too, Dwayne, is like you can't even break away from it if you're like one of those people who escape into television because every television show, their theme, every doctor show, every cop show is all COVID. Like so you try to escape and bam, it's back in your face. So it's kind of – it's a tough time for our people. I feel bad for the students as well. You know, of course, us as well. But, I mean, I feel bad for the students and their parents and their kids. And It's a tough one. Yeah, and, I mean, that kind of goes along with, I think, what we're going to talk about today with regards to is uh, is the fortune really in the follow-up. Um, right. And uh, I, it, 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 to give you the short, quick answer, I propose <laughs> to you, yes, it is. But – the question yeah. then, then is, is how does that look? And right now, is it any different than what we've done, you know, in prior years? Or should it be any different than we've done in prior prior years? So I guess let me ask right. you this. Do you, do you believe that the fortune is in the follow-up? Yes. And, okay. and listen, if the follow-up has always been the most important thing in anything we do. I'll give you a perfect example. If we do roll back time, um, and, and you know what, one, it's been very, I'm very aware of this, because you said to me, I think it was on our last call, you said, hey, you always say, to be honest with you, um, and then you pointed out that I always say, I'm going to be honest with you, right, like as if I were to lie with you, and I didn't realize I was saying that, so, um, but let me roll back time. When I was in a very simple form of business, I owned a landscape construction company, right, my business, was, I had um, multiple crews and like 27 employees and the business made a ton and ton of money. Um, the one thing about me that separated me from all the other landscapers, so to speak, lawn cutters versus designers was my follow-up. I had this young girl, she, her name is Kathy. We're still actually, she was like 15 years old. She had keys to my house. She was a single guy. We, we approved it with her parents, made sure that that was okay because I was a single guy at home and she would open my door, come in and work for my office. And we were the only company that would follow up and follow through on everything. Not only on new jobs that were estimated, but on people who wanted stuff that never got back to us. And also on clients that were existing clients just out of the blue. Call up and say, hey, Mr. Brummett, just checking. This is Allie from Crane Landscape. That was the name of my company, or it was Kathy. Kathy from Crane Landscape. We just wanted to call and make sure everything's okay, you know, uh, and and that, that was a follow-up, which was unheard of. People would be like, what do you mean? Like, no, we want to make sure that the lawn looks good, that the trees are doing well. And then we would upsell continuously off of that one call um, because people would be like, oh, yeah, well, I, I do. I'm thinking of getting my trees pruned or I wanted to get my shrubs done or I needed to get another fertilization. Or do you guys do decking or fencing or, you know, and the follow-up was everything. And my business thrived because I always followed up. And I even had a crew at one point, there was customer quality control that would drive around and check the jobs that my other crew did to make sure they were done properly and then leave a note and say that we double-checked the work of our guys, like that follow-up and follow-through. So, um, I mean, that's essential. And I think we're in a business where we, we do what we do, we teach, we do a great job, and then we forget that communication is the key to everything. So if we're not communicating, we're in trouble. Yeah, what do you I agree. think about and that? So, I do. Uh, I agree with that totally. And you are ahead of your time, really. I mean, if you think about it. Uh, so, 
with that understanding in mind, um, when we say that the fortune is in a follow-up, I think, you know, most of us hear that and we go, okay, yeah, I've heard that before. And then second to that, I think we only think about the front end with regards to the fact of, you know, somebody giving, calling us or, you know, putting their Absolutely. stuff in text-wise or, or you know, yeah. uh, entering their stuff online. So, I, but I don't want us, and we want to talk about that. Um, and that's yeah. probably the, the first one we should talk about. But that's not the only uh, follow-up and follow-through uh, that, that we right. need to do. Now, rule of thumb used to be what? It was uh, three to seven touches, you know, before yeah. somebody bought, something like that. I can assure you it is no longer that anymore. You know, it's no. it's more like 12 to 20 touches, I think. What would you say yeah. first? Uh, you know, to be honest, it really, it really, that statement is so broad that I can't even say there's any truth to it because I think the real answer is where are we following up? And is that means of follow-up the way that person communicates? Like, so in other words, years ago, I used to have people fill out a questionnaire and, and I don't do it anymore. I probably should, but I asked them how they like to communicate best because everyone's different. Like, you know, certain people, like I have a friend. I'll text him in the middle of the night, hey, how are things going? We're doing X, Y, and Z. And the phone will ring. And I'll be like, dude, I don't want – and I'll, I'll hit decline and I'll say, I texted you because I, I don't want to talk, but I wanted to say hello. You know, like, so people – some people are like phone call people still, right? Other people are email people. Other people are text message people. And um, sometimes people won't check their emails these days. So if you're thinking – like one of my clients just recently, I talked to him about uh, his program manager. And she's really good at following up via email. But I said, people are not responding on email. Sometimes people won't read their emails for days. And if they see it's an email from you and they categorize it as maybe um, a spam or just a marketing email, they might slide it into a different folder and they might not even look at it. And then when it becomes too long, they hit delete and they trash can it, right? So um, we have to, I think text messaging is the best way right now as we speak and push notifications on things like our app and so on. But um, you have to consistently follow up. I mean, I, I, I'll give you another quick example. I don't mean to, to talk too much, but um, I just recently sent out a text message about marketing from my holiday party. Didn't get much response at all. Um, not my holiday party, from my holiday sale. And didn't get much response. So I said, I need to do this on a more and an automation that we have through Spark where, you know, you send a t an email, then you send a text, an email, and a text. So I did that. And I'm getting much more response because they're getting getting it from all different areas, and it's saying, "Hey, did you in the text? Did you receive our email?" Oh no, I and you. I'm shocked at how many people say, "No, I never received the email." Well, what right. what email do you need? You know, like what email are you using? And then I'll send them their email. They're like, "Oh no, that's off by one letter. That's a letter L, not a letter I." And the entire time I'm doing my due diligence, thinking that I'm doing what I'm doing, and um, they're not getting one of my. I'm not communicating. I thought I was. I thought I'm a master of it, yet they didn't get one thing. It's almost like speaking to you and whispering, and you're like, what'd you say? I'm like, oh, you heard me. You know, like, but you didn't. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And uh, I like the fact that it, we have to communicate on their, um, on their level, meaning on their medium. Yeah. Uh, that's that yeah. is quite important, and I think nowadays I would agree with you. Text messages is usually it for most people. I still have some people that want to do email back and forth. Um, I I very seldom talk to people on the phone anymore, which is kind of weird. Right. But 
you know, I really very seldom. There's some older clients. When I say older, it's grandparents that are bringing their grandkids. They right. don't like texting. They want to, they want to talk on the phone. Right. Right. So, um, all right. So that being said, um, one, obviously when somebody gets into your funnel, we need to follow up with them in order to get them to schedule an appointment, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. All right. In a perfect so, world, they do it right away. But um, if not, then we have to have uh, some sort of system to try to get them to, to schedule. And then from right. there, if they schedule and then they, they don't show up, then we have to have some sort of follow-up to get them to reschedule. Agree? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, so well. also, too, one thing to add into that, too, is that, you know, whatever you have, whatever system, like say you're using, you know, automation or you're using email versus, you know, uh, text messaging, it's essential, too, to, to make sure that all your communications doesn't look like it's canned, pre-canned or, or pre-made. People will say to me all the time, like, I'll send out a, a – literally, I'll write the text message out, you know, in my own words, at the moment it hits send, and they'll go, is this a pre-set pre, uh, up text? And I'm like, no, this is me. I'm live right now talking to you. Like, they, they almost don't believe that a real person will reach out to them anymore because everything is so automated that they're, they think they're always talking to a robot. But, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I don't know continue. that I have that problem. I was going to say, I don't no? know that I have that problem. I have people answering questions and stuff from automation. So, um, oh, okay. yeah. I do, I, I, I do get that as well, but some people will question it, whether yeah. it's real or set up. Yeah, and maybe maybe there are some, but they haven't asked me that question. Um, right. So now, not only do that they – now, let's say perfect world, they, they opt in, they schedule, they show up. Yeah. Now, we still have to follow up because we got to make sure they come to their second lesson and their third right. lesson all the way right. to enrollment conference. So yeah. there are these there are these systems that need to be put in place to follow up with all of those individuals. Now, I think for the most part, most martial arts school owners know that. Now, mm-hmm. whether or not they have, have, you know, systems in place and things written out uh, to do it, that's a different story. But I think in this day and age, everybody knows that. I would say 99% do. Yeah. Um, now, that being said, I'm just going to throw this out there, and you and I both use the service. Obviously, they are a sponsor of our podcast, is Spark. Spark right. has an amazing piece inside of it called Ignite. Now, uh, Ignite is the, well, it's to really ignite your your follow-up, really, you know, I mean, right. and follow-through and those type of things. So there's automations that are yeah. already created to make sure that when somebody opts in, they schedule. And once they right. schedule, they show up. Once they show up, right. you know, or if they don't schedule, you know, so there's follow-ups uh, all written out for you, which is, like, beautiful. Um, right. And you don't have to think about it, which is excellent. But the thing that yeah. – and, and, and I, I bring that up because that's that's obvious – it's already written out for you. That's a beautiful thing. Right. I think the next piece, though, is with regards to follow-up and that the fortune is in the follow-up is, you know, when when do you – okay, 
when do you stop following up with people? One. Right. And, and two, I think we need to categorize our, our people because I think that question, uh, is answered differently for different segments of the people. So an individual that, you know, uh, did not schedule an appointment or scheduled and didn't show up, uh, I think those individuals you follow up with forever. Right. Um, with Ignite, there's the ability to be able to do that to a certain degree. That being said, I think uh, you also need to quarterly do specials with special automations to right. that segment of the population. So they haven't come in and done a trial yet, right? Um, right. And so you need them to actually come in and, and show up and do a trial. So you're going to reintroduce your martial arts program with a different special every single quarter. And, and I break right. it down every quarter just because it's easier for me to um, uh, compartmentalize all of that and actually, you know, do it in a strategic way. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, without a doubt. Do you remember okay. back in the day you, we would talk about one of my sheets, my worksheets? You know, I used to have so many paper worksheets, but one of them was called the Marketing Action Worksheet. Um, and uh, it was all – and I just talked about it this morning with one of my clients. I said – and here's the thing. There's two things that we have to talk about when it comes to marketing that most school, school owners fall short on. One is consistency of marketing, a congruent plan of action, because what – Mostly people do is like throw things on the wall and hope it sticks. And if it sticks, then we'll keep doing it. But you have to have consistent plans. So like that's why when you and I put together a campaign, we have an email, a text message, two days later, another one. And it goes out 18, 20 steps over the course of the next month or two. And, um, and it's predetermined, preset. We just put them in the tag and then boom, the software is doing the rest of the job. The other thing too is motive. I think that most people don't understand motive. So, um, is it such, like, for example, if we have someone that maybe didn't sign up for a trial class, um, maybe because they're afraid of COVID, does that mean that we should stop communicating with them? Or if they say, I'm not interested right now, um, do we stop communicating with them? We could ask them, well, if you're not interested right now, would you like to be put on a list for the future? Or would you mind if I just keep you on the list and keep sending you specials as they come up? All you have to do is hit delete. You don't have to, you know, do anything with it. You know, so what's our motive? And that's very, very important to be able to get into motive with people and determine how we want to help them and, and make sure that they know that and we're consistent about it. Agreed. And I think also we have to understand that it's okay if they say stop texting or stop calling me or right. take me off your list. That's not right. – don't take that uh, – don't take offense to that. Be right. happy that now yeah, there's one less person you're spending money on that isn't going to convert anyways. Right. Yeah, don't take it um, personal. And and I, I sometimes feel good about cleaning my list, too. Mm -hmm. Right? So you're and I didn't. I didn't before. Yeah, think right. about that, though. In, in the years prior where we would go, man, I don't even want to send an email because I know I'm going to get people to unsubscribe. Right? Right. Right. But now it's like I want to send an email because I want those people to unsubscribe because I only want to talk right. to people that want to want to listen and talk to me. Right. So it's a it's a shift in mindset. The other thing, too. Um, now, I want to close with this. I, I want to close with this statement. 
so let me let me back up. I won't say that just yet. Okay. Um, right. So with re- with regards to follow up, those individuals we need to send quarterly things to. Now, individuals that came in did a trial, either did it and didn't finish it, or uh, did it and did finish it and said no. Understand that both of them can still be marketed to. Right. One, no, unless they say absolutely no way. Like, I've never, I I don't know that I've ever had somebody come in and do a trial and say, yeah, no, there's no way I would sign up here. Right. I've had people say, wow, I really wish I could afford the program. Or, right. And and you you may have, they might have joined somewhere. They might have joined somewhere else because maybe they got to them before you, or they had a friend that went there. But um, I've had that. Before. You know, you got you got to stay on top of them. You got to you know show them that you care. And yeah, and I've had that where I'll, I'll, I'll have a conversation and I'll say, "Oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear that they're in the martial arts. You know, um, thanks for letting me know. And you know, good luck with your with your uh, journey on to black belt or something like that. I'll say, you know, right. and then I take them off my right. list. Yeah. So, um, but but those people still need to be need to be followed up with. I w- again, I would say on a quarterly basis. It can be the same special, but those people need to be talked to differently because they've already come in, they've tried it out for one class or all the classes. But right, we need to still follow up with those individuals as well. Would you agree with that? Definitely. And, and you know what? Timing is everything, right? So th- what they may be telling you right now is, uh, no, we're not interested. What, what they might really be saying in their head, right now we can't afford it, or right now we're too busy, or right now um, we're afraid of COVID. You know, they, they might just say, no, we're not interested. So you, you want to stay on top of them for many reasons because people can change their minds. And by the way, this happens within all the big motivational online sales people that sell product, right? They'll share lists. So, Dwayne, you were selling a thing on self-defense, but your list ran dry and people didn't buy. Now you give it to me, and I use that list to sell my program on whatever. Um, they, you know, people are always – so, like, if you have a, a student that says no to maybe joining your school, what's to say that they won't say yes to doing a summer camp? or yes to doing a parent's night out, or yes to doing a short-term self-defense course. And maybe they signed up for their kid, but now the parents are like, oh, yeah, I almost got mugged the other day. I like that self-defense idea. And so that you keep on promoting to them. It doesn't cost you anything to keep them in your database. It doesn't cost you anything to throw them into an email funnel. Um, as long as you're not pissing them off and they're not saying, leave me alone, and, and you know, you're really spamming the hell out of me, then ask them if it's okay to keep them on the list. Right. Yep, agreed. And I think it's, uh, I think it's important for us to understand that, you know, we, we have a, um, again, I don't want to say this yet. We have, let's just say that we, it's important that we follow up, not just for, right. Uh, financial reasons, although that is, you know, important as well, but it's important that we we follow up. So um, we follow up with individuals that never made an appointment. We follow up with individuals that, you know, made an appointment and didn't show. We do the same thing to ones that showed and didn't sign up. And and the reason I I wanted to talk about this today is because um, 
and we talked about this in the beginning of the call, I closed my school down for two and a half weeks. Actually, it was three weeks right. because um, Thanksgiving was there, but we weren't open that time anyways. So it was five classes that we did all virtual. Well, I had individuals that were going to start a trial during that time. I had individuals mm-hmm. that were on a trial at that time. And okay. after we reopened, I did an automation to all of those individuals, and I even went back a little bit farther, and uh, I don't know, there was like maybe 30, 35 individuals that I put on this automation. And I kid right. you not, I have already set up uh, three trial classes again, so three students coming back in to try it all over again. Um, right. And then another one I'll be setting up, uh, they're going to do it at the beginning of the year. They they want to wait until after the holiday and then, and then start right. it back up. Now, Obviously, you look at that and you say, okay, if there was 35 people and right now you only have four that are committing, um, that's really not that big of a, a number. But but even one would still be worth it, right? Even one well, would but, still be but, worth but it. But it is a pretty decent number, though. When you think of 40 students that you could potentially get, but you get four, that's 10%. I mean, we would love to have 70% or 80 but 10% is not a bad ratio of click-through, Right. When you do like mass mailings and emails, a good click through rate is like seven between six and eight percent to get people just to click through on an email. So to get someone who clicked through and is actually going to come in, the ten percent is pretty amazing. Yeah, so I, I just think it's important for us to uh, always be following up, even with those old leads. Now, one yeah. way is what we're talking about. Uh, obviously, hey, trying to get them to come back to, you know, do a trial um, or right. to actually just start a trial. The other way you've already brought up, you know, with regards to different uh, different legs on the spider that you can get them involved with. So one right. being bir- uh, birthday parties. You know, we have uh, a birthday party system that we send out, you know, 30, uh, excuse me, six weeks, six weeks before their birthday. And so, right. you know, they're getting that information ahead of time, and they can choose to do a birthday party or not. And, yeah, we're still doing birthday parties. We just don't uh, have as many <laughs> right now, obviously. Right. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm still making those touches, you know, with that. Right. Some Summer camps, uh, special events, even uh, parents' night out, those type of things. They don't always have to be your own students. Um, and, right. And, and even even to the fact where, Virtual scavenger hunts just for yep. your uh, your leads and prospects, not even your students. Like, mm-hmm. you don't even advertise it to your students. It's like, hey, TriStar Martial Arts Academy is doing this, and you're going to win X, you know, that type of thing, um, is is a, just one more step of them being involved again. And a virtual scavenger hunt costs you nothing because you're already paying for Zoom anyways. It's going to cost you your time if you do an hour scavenger hunt and if you got to set right. up the the front end piece to you know getting them to opt in so that you know who who to send the the links to and stuff like that but other than right. that i mean it's it's a pretty easy it's a pretty easy deal yeah and you know what there's many reasons to do that even though that it's virtual that you're you know these are things that we never thought we would do when we were live classes until we were forced to go virtual all of a sudden we started doing a virtual pet show, a virtual scavenger hunt, bingo night. But the real question is, is like, how cool is it that we could bring in 
everyone together in their own homes and just spend an hour of our time, maybe two hours maximum, and just bring everyone together and just have fun. Give the clients a, a service for free or, or whatever that you want to show them that you really care and um, continue to keep that bonding going on within the school. So I do love the fact that you can Zoom that. And, you know, you can't do a scavenger hunt in the dojo, but and because there's 30 people trying to get the same thing um, versus 30 households doing it and trying to find it at their home. And, and it was fun, dude. We did it. You did it. I did it. Um, people were having a blast. You'd be like, okay, a red pair of high-heeled shoes, and like, bam, they, you know, go, and then everyone's going crazy. Um, I watch a show, I don't know if you've ever watched it, it's with uh, Kevin Hart, and it's called uh, Game Face, something celebrity yeah. Game Face, and, and he does it at people's homes, and the celebrities are at their houses, and he's got three different families on, and he'll do that kind of thing. And they run with the cameras, and they're going looking in their closet for the coat hanger or whatever. It's just a fun, fun kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's something that we should continue on just for the motivation of our, our you know, population, so to speak. But I, I think that fortune is in the follow-up. Yeah. Um, now, people that have signed up, people that have registered for your program, uh, we don't think about this, you know, but, but we have to continually follow, follow up with them yeah. to make sure that they're getting what they're, what they're paying for, that we're understanding yep. what they're wanting um, in order to, you know, obviously maintain their involvement at our school. And, and I, you know, I don't know that we always look at it as um, follow-up, but it is. We, we have to follow up with them. Your thoughts? Yeah. Well, well listen, um, for many, 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 many years, we've been doing, uh, you know, even back before my, uh, you know, I came up with the, the extended version of this, there was this thing called two, four, six-week calls, Right. I remember going to a seminar for NAPMA and Rob Colasante, who I haven't seen or heard from in a long time. I used to love him. He's a great guy. Um, he asked the room, how many people do follow-ups? And I raised my hand. And, you know, um, how many people do a two-week call, a four-week call, a six-week call? And um, at that time, I, I sat back after that seminar and said, we're doing calls, but we really didn't have a really sequential type organized follow-up system. We would just go, hey, hey, uh, Dwayne, how are you liking classes? And you would say, great. And i go, okay, awesome. And i try to get off the phone as quick as I could before people said something negative, right? And then I realized, like, we wanted to open up a can of worms and we wanted to talk about the potential problems that kids may come up against or adults, you know, get bored, you get out of schedule. Um, anyway, we did the two, four, six, eight, ten-week calls and then a five-month call or, or a six-month call. Um, now we do all that via automation. So the minute someone joins my school, I give them a tag, and they get put in that tag, which is made and segregated for the age group, so like Little Warrior, Mighty, uh, Youth, and Adult, and they get a 10-week succession of questions, questionnaires, emails, videos, follow-ups, and double-checking, and then um, text messaging, of course, that comes from me. And people will respond, no, my kids are doing great. They're loving it. They're having a good time. Um, you know, they're enjoying themselves. You know, that, and by the way, the first 10 weeks is the hottest time for people. Um, not only are they the most excited ever in their training because it's all so new, but they're also the most volatile in their training as well, where they're getting to the point where, like, if they got hit once in the face too hard, the parents are ready to pull them out or the kid wants to right. quit or if they didn't get their belt on time or their promotion that they wanted, or they didn't move up, whatever, 
Um, so we want to communicate within that period of time to let them know, be preemptive. Um, after all, we teach self-defense, right? We're teaching them how to defend themselves for the what-if scenario. So why aren't we doing that with the parents to give them the what-ifs Johnny wants to quit ahead of time? What if Johnny says, I don't want to go? Ahead of time, tell them what to do, how to act, what to say, um, you know, how to handle it. Like this is part of the communication cycle that we should be doing to build better retention. And, um, and by the way, I love the whole entire text messaging option. And then there's another feature on Spark, which is called the trial class maximizer and then the new student maximizer. So, like, you'll see all your new students and you just go right in, hit the button, say text message, and I'll send out a text, hey, Mrs. Jones, I hope everything is going awesome with the classes. Do you have any questions? Send. And then I get a response. No, we're loving it. It's the best. You know, thank you. And, and then we communicate. I talk to people all day long, all about stuff. Every day, that's part of my religion as far as what I do on a day-to-day -day basis, that communication that is so important. It, it, it definitely is. And it puts a, it puts a, um, uh, a feeling to the, um, the membership. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And I, I think that connection, that feeling is, is vitally important because if it's just, I'm going to go in and kick and punch today and then I'm going to leave and nobody cares about me. Um, there's a, there's a big problem with that. Um, right. You know, so I think that that's, that's important. And it goes uh, right along with what Zig Ziglar said, you know, you can have everything in life you want and you just help enough other people get what they want. And you know, right. what, what we need to do is we need to figure out what do our people want? Everybody wants something different. You know, they're all in the martial arts for different reasons. The kids are even in, in it for different reasons than what the parents have the kids in it for. So, right. uh, you know, not, right. that, not that they sometimes don't overlap, but uh, they, they are. They're quite different. So we have to really uh, talk on two different levels, follow up on two different yeah. levels, you know, with regards to that. So, right. Um, and I want to throw this out there to everybody. If you don't have the things that we're talking about, if you – have thought about them, but you've never done them. My, my, my advice would be that, you know, this can be kind of daunting. This can be overwhelming to think about. So I want you to just take the long view approach. All right. The long view approach. You're going to be in this business for the next 10, 20 years. Anyways, that's what you're wanting to do because this is the profession that you decided to be in. Okay. Right. Or you want it to become the profession. So you're going to be in it in the next 10, 20, 30 years, whatever it is. Just take uh, – and, and let's say you have a testing cycle every three months. So every three months your tests go, you know, then you get the next belt cycle. So you decide, all right, this belt, this belt cycle with uh, these ten new students, you know, Johnny, Sally, James to Enrico to whoever, right? Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow all of them I, with regards to the experiences and things that are happening – I am, I am then going to write the follow-ups for them. Now, I, 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 I may not do it in time to give it to them, but the right. individuals right behind them will start getting those follow-ups. Fair or Absolutely. unfair to, you know, those 10 people, um, that doesn't matter. I mean, they're your guinea pigs. And if you don't do anything about it now, then, then you're not going to get it done anyways. But what I'm saying yeah. is if it takes three five years, whatever it takes to get up the black belt, you just methodically write those out. Obviously, you need to go back and decide what your follow-ups are going to be 
from the very first touches with regards to right. when they call or when they opt in or when they text or whatever that you need you you do need to do or you you just you know uh invest into spark and then you, you get the ignite program with it you know i mean that would take care of that end uh, of it you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't even have to think and, about it and Dwayne, honestly if you just ask yourself the questions if you've been in the business for any period of time you've been doing a martial arts school for 5 years you have a pretty good understanding of what goes on with a student um, you know, and at what point, you know, a brand new person, how they feel, you know, two months in, what their questions are, you know, like, hey, how do we get that first belt? Or how do we get our, uh, you know, uh, into the black belt club? Or how do we, you know, do whatever? Like you, the questions have been asked. And also, you've heard equally as many complaints, um, hopefully not that many, but, you know, over the course of the years, I've learned from a lot of the complaints and problems that I had. Unfortunately, I'm going to admit to this, I, when I was riding high at my highest, I would ignore what people had to say. It was my way or the highway kind of mentality because I had, you know, 1,200 students in my six schools in Long Island. Um, you know, so I'm just like, hey, I'm, I'm the head honcho, you know, I'm the commander in chief, and I didn't really want to listen. If I would have listened to a lot of the little things back then, who knows where my life would be right now, right? And I think that I was a little short-sighted um, and I'm admitting to that now. I learned a lot from that. And by the way, like every complaint is an opportunity for us to analyze what's going on and turn that into a lesson for someone else. Like, um, you know, four months in, uh, they're frustrated. I, I'm making this up. They're frustrated with yellow belt kata one. They just can't seem to get it. Well, what do we need to do to teach them that kata better? Maybe make a series of five videos and break them down in small steps and then release that to them via email, um, via text messaging, via our Spark University training platform. And um, and then that would get them over the hump of maybe not being frustrated. So I've eliminated that problem that kept coming up over and over again where, and I feel bad because us martial artists are terrible where they're like, hey, listen, if they can't hack it, then they're not meant for this. You know, like I remember how many times I must have said that. Like if they can't fall on a hardwood floor, then they're not strong enough for me. If I can't throw them full blast on concrete, they don't deserve to be in my school. Like now I'm, right. I cringe at the, the thought of it, right? Like, so, um, but if I would have learned from that and, and, and prepared them differently or better, um, that's the opportunity that we have to run this incredible service system. You know what? I, I'm, not, I'm not bragging. I just want to mention this because it's a really great example is I have the Tesla uh, Model S, right? Um, one of my dream cars. Now, now, now that I have it, I, I want the new Corvette, the new mid-engine Corvette, right? Like, I'm never satisfied. Um, but um, every few days, I get like I'm, I'm sitting on the couch last night, and I open my phone, and there's a message, a push notification from Tesla. We have a software update. We're gonna upload it to your car tonight at, at whatever time, and you choose the time, and then it uploads and changes everything. It gives me like five new features that I never had, beta tests that we never did. Um, and that level of communication, and the car literally manifests into a new car. Like after he uploads the software, you know, the windshield wipers might work automatically. Now my car turns on and off the bright lights. Like if a car's coming and they have their brights on, it'll adjust my bright lights. Like so he's always improving the user experience. And you don't even have to ask for it. His people are just on it. So why are we not thinking that way in our businesses? Why are we not going like, where are our biggest flaws? Where do we make our biggest mistakes? Where do we lose the most amount of students? Where do we get the most amount of complaints? Where do we have issues with, you know, um, you know, kids getting frustrated and wanting to quit? 
and then start to systematically put together things and put them in place to stop that from happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, it certainly does, but that's just that's uh, analyzing things. That is putting your ego aside, and then, then, and then in, in some cases, a lot of cases, it's asking the right questions so that you can actually, you know, find out what's right. going on so that you can, you know, solve the problem. And so, right. yeah, I totally agree that, you know, every, every problem is an opportunity. Um, it all depends on how you look at it, you know? Yeah. And uh, you gotta, so you gotta get your ego out of the way. So, Dwayne, if, if I were to ask you as a coach, and I'm, I'm your client, and, um, I would say, like, Dwayne, what are the three or four top things that, if that's all I could do right now, the three things, the three top things that I should be paying attention to, what would you say they would be? With regards to follow-up? Yeah, follow-up, follow-through, the whole topic that we're talking about. Where are some areas that I should concentrate on as a school owner that maybe I'm, I'm not doing or I should be better at or, I, you know, I'm neglecting and so on? Yeah, well, if you don't already have, like I said, uh, some sort of system with regards to, uh, you know, making sure that they schedule an appointment and show up for an appointment, I would say right. those are huge. You got to, you got to get, you got to get them in the front door. So let me write that down. Um, so a follow up system, a follow up system for trials or prospects. Well, yeah, to get them to get in the front door. Right. But then so the, the next, pros- the next prospect big thing come in. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next big thing is what is your follow up process or education process uh, to get them to enroll? Uh, to enroll. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah. All right. Great. And then now they enroll um, or they don't enroll. Yeah. I'm trying to decide which one's more important. I guess this would still be more important. Is you know what is your educational or follow up process then to get them to you know their their first belt. Okay. Well, and that's that's huge, by the way, um, for for promotion, right? Because we know that if they're and I'm writing this down as we talk, so we had it on paper. Um, so yeah, I love it. So number one, now we're just talking about new students, by the way, getting people through the door. You you gave a three tiered step to what's important for a new student. Number one, a follow up system on prospects. So they inquire, maybe a Facebook ad. They, they email you from your website, they fill out a form, whatever the case may be, what is the system that you follow, whether it be an automation um, or an involved system that has, like, well, we have, a, you know, email, text message, email, text message, whatever the process you want to be, um, and uh, to get them to actually come in through the door and make, make that appointment and come in. After we get them there, what's our system that we do? And, by the way, I have a system called the 30-Day Prospect um, so we we give away a month for free. So I have a system when they fill out a form on my website or Facebook, they go right into my Spark 30-day um, prospect follow-up. Once they sign up for a class and they come in and I give them the free month, now I have a 30-day free-month campaign. And I take them out of the first one and I put them in the 30-day free-month campaign, which is really cool because it's all about, you know, hey, great to have you. For, thanks for joining our family. Here's what you can expect. Here's my video, you know. Like you say, a 1,000-foot view from above of what we do, right? And then the last thing you said, that educational follow-up system. So now hopefully they enroll in your program officially, and then how do we get them to their next belt or to their promotion or to their stripe so that they are indoctrinated? They're a student now. They're official. They're they're with us, right? And that's that kind of thing. 
That's yep. cool. Uh, yeah. What do you think, though, too, um, and I flipped the script. I'm asking you questions now. So um, wh- what do you think, Dwayne, about, like, the process of following up where, um, you know, people, like, for example, you know, buying a car. You get never, you never get follow-up. You walk into a dealership, they take your name, you, you say you'll get back to them. They may, you're lucky if you get one other phone call. I swear, I wish I could do a, a training seminar for car, car salesmen because it would literally change their, their dynamics when it comes to income and business. I don't understand how they don't follow up and follow through on this stuff. Right. So, well, let me, let, me, let me throw this out here, okay? So I had one kid uh, do a trial. He really needs it. His parents really want him to do it. He's got some right. medical issues. So during uh, his four-week trial, I would say within the third class, he started having some issues, not because of karate, but right. um, so they took him out of the trial. Okay. In, Spark, in Spark, I created a task, and I follow up with them. So... Uh, and then I log it, what the conversation is. So this week I did some texting and just asked how he was doing. And they said, you know, well, you know, the specialist, blah, 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 blah. And then I said, well, are you messing around down here? Or are you doing it in, in, in Chicago? And she said, no, we were doing it at, at this place. But, yeah, our next our next uh, step is going to – we're going to go after the holidays. We're visiting the specialist in Chicago. I said, great. So I put in there for me to, you know – message them, you know, after Christmas and just say, hey, I hope you had a great Christmas. I just wanted to see how so-and-so is doing, you know, that type of thing. Um, So that's one. Now, they're not on a specific automation campaign just because that's Mm -hmm. a specialty circumstance. But because of the system that I have or because of the – because of Spark, I'm able to create tasks that come up, pop up, and then I – do the task. Yeah, and, and let, let's explain that to people because it's sometimes that, you know, for us, it's just simple lingo, right? So, like, so Spark enables you to do a, a system of sequences, you know, let's say send them an email, send them a text message, another email, another text message, and then create an action, a task. So the task might be to remain, remind you, Dwayne Brummett or Program Manager A, to call such and such a client on the five-week time period and explain to them X, Y, and Z. So we don't forget. Like, we're like, oh, damn, I, I want – no, I can't tell you how many times I forget to tell people things in class. And I say, i got to let them know about this. And then the day they're all walking out the door, and I'm like, damn, I wanted to tell them about the Halloween party or whatever. So this enables you. It gets a reminder, and it gets put on your task of things to do. So it's pretty insane, yes. uh, you know, that kind of workflow project. So, right. Yeah, so that's, yeah. And then, I wanted and, to clear and, that up. So I had another kid, uh, he was two weeks into his four-week trial. He did a roundhouse kick, and he did not pivot. And the dude is a little bit bigger, and he blew his knee out. His knee came out of socket. So he called the ambulance. I mean, the whole deal, right? Uh, I had to send all the the students to the back room. Uh, The ambulance came in through the front door. So anyways, I, uh, of course text message his mom the night of and say, hey, did you get out of the hospital? What did they say? Yada, yada, yada. And and then, but I strategically have been following up. This week was the time I was supposed to follow back up. And I followed back up and she said, oh, you know what? He just got released from the doctor yesterday. But okay. he's a little hesitant and going back into class. What if we just came and watched a few classes? I said, absolutely. So we're only right. open for two more weeks. 
you know, and then we're going to be closed for two weeks. So why don't he come and watch, you know, th- tomorrow, which will be Wednesday, because this was last night yeah. when I talked to her. Um, and then uh, why don't he come and watch the, the Monday and Wednesday of next week, and then when we reopen, right. let's have him come back at the first of the year, and we'll just start the whole trial over. She's like, really? Yeah. I said, yes, absolutely. But, and again, that's a specialty follow-up, but without yeah. – some sort of uh, system to be able to actually track it and then make yourself a reminder. That's the other thing. You know, those things are important. Now, on top of that, I will tell you, on top of that, um, and you know me, I I have my my card system, and, uh, you know, the the level that I'm at with my cards, I don't pay anything extra. My cards go out for free. Right. uh, I, I sent each of those guys when when they, you know, obviously the one that hurt himself, you know, blew his knee out, I sent him a card. Uh, and then the one that was having some medical issues, I sent him a card. And this is a handwritten card, you know, but I just, my yeah. handwriting scanned, so, and even my signatures are scanned, so it just looks like I wrote out the card. I sent right, right. him those cards. That, that's, that's that follow-up process, you know. Right. Um, when I have a student that says, uh, yeah, we're not feeling well, so we're not coming in, you know, so-and-so is sick, I get on my card system, boom, 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 send them a get well card, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's another touch that we do. We did, uh, yeah, I like we do, it. and we did this time too, Thanksgiving cards. All of my, all of my trial students and all of my um, current students all got a, uh, a Thanksgiving card. Now, if it was, if there's more than one in the family, then I made it, you know, to the Alberigo family. You know what I mean? That type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Today, we'll be finishing up our Christmas cards. Um, Next week, we'll do our New Year's cards, you know, and those are all handwritten, just sent out, you know, via my, my card system. But I bring that up just because it is just another layer, another touch, um, and then I we do this too. Uh, we do our, our uh, I, I do my birthday card celebrations, and I also send them um, a uh, it's it's, uh, it's two little uh, birthday brownie cakes. They got little confetti oh, yeah, on top saying, of it. Yeah. That's great. And I and I send that. And uh, oh my gosh, they are number one. The cakes are amazing. But number two, yeah. the the kids apps and the students too, the adult students too, really love the fact that. You know, we're taking time to send them something like that. Well, and, and that, dude, that's so important because, you know, get, I'll tell you why uh, getting something in the mail is, is so exciting. The other day, like four days ago, I looked out on my steps and there was a bag of chocolate chip cookies on my steps. So I'm like, hmm, either someone's trying to poison me or um, or I got a gift from somebody. When I went out and I got them, like, Nicole, she works for an attorney law firm. I'm like, do you know the law office of, you know, blah, 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 blah? And she's like, no, nah, I don't really know them. So I'm like, well, they sent cookies to us. So anyway, I put them on the counter. The next day I just couldn't. I wanted to give them away to my mom and my daughter because they're not vegan, so I couldn't eat them. So I, I want them to have them. But I'm afraid. Like, like, who's this stranger sending stuff? So I called the law office, right? And I, the law office says, uh, uh, well, what is your address? And I said, oh, my address is. And I gave my address. He goes, oh, is this person still living there? And I'm like, no, they haven't lived there in 15 years. He's like, okay, well, keep the cookies <laughs> as a gift for me. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll peel the label and keep you on file. What type of law do you do? And he told me he does real estate and this and that. 
So, um, and they've been eating the cookies, and they're absolutely delicious cookies. But bottom line is, I, I'm excited, and I didn't even earn them. I, I got them by accident. Right. So getting, getting something from, you know, your sensei. Um, and by the way, I send out a text message that says happy birthday, and I say, did you get the email? Because we send an email simultaneously, and we give them a $10 off coupon on, on a gear purchase as a gift. So when it's their birthday, we give them a gift of $10 off if they purchase $30 more of gear. But they're all very thankful, and they use it. They use it on a regular basis to buy stuff in our store. Um, but it increases my gear sales as well. But, um, yeah, those type of touch points that you're talking about are so, so important. So here's what I was going to say before that I wanted to wait until the end. Um, I, I would propose to us that we all really believe that the martial arts is important. Right. That, you know, if we were asked, we probably would say, oh, yeah, I think everybody should be involved with martial arts. That's how important martial That's arts is. Yeah. But I don't know that we really truly believe that. Because if we really truly believed that, we would follow up with everyone. Yeah. And yeah. so we have we have a duty, an obligation to share the martial arts with as many people as we possibly can, even if they say no, because even the ones that say no may turn on someone else to you because of how you handled your, your, you know, interaction with them and what they learned about the martial arts from you. And so right. a no from them may not be a no, you know, that they would not ever um, refer you, okay? So right. we owe it to the individuals to uh, follow up with them, get them in for a trial, try to sign them up uh, if they're ready. Not everybody's ready. Yeah, I just propose that to us. If we really, truly believe that we've got a gift here, then we should be out sharing that gift with as many people as we possibly can and un unashamedly share it with them. Does that make right. sense? It totally does, and it inspires me. It's kind of like I'm, I'm not being corny, but it kind of it, it makes me feel good when you say things like that because I know you. I, I know myself. I, I really do – love the martial arts wholeheartedly. Like, I, I believe it's like a magic pill. Um, and, you know, I think that if everyone did it for even a short period of time, like six months to eight months to a year minimum, um, and then stopped, they would still have benefits that have stuck with them. Like, there's a, a very famous radio uh, host. Her name is uh, Wendy Wild. She's on KTU, I believe, in New York City radio, and she's, you know, syndicated around the country. She was my student when she was like 16 to 17 years old, and um, she still loves what, in that short amount of time, she said it was life-changing to her. She, she sent me a text message, and, um, you know, and at one point we chatted. She goes, I remember how to, someone tried to take me down, and I did a basic sweep, and I took him to the ground. You know, like, she remembered these little things. So, like, you know, we are very, what we do happens to be so impactful on society um, that I think that it should be mandatory. Like, I know I'm being pushing the agenda, but it should be mandatory. Like in Japan, that right. everybody does a little bit of martial arts in their gym classes in school because the philosophy and the, the cultural mentality is what our society needs nowadays. They need that, that mentorship, that discipline from the higher up that will tell them that that's not the proper way to act. You shouldn't walk up to someone and say this or do that or be bad and loot and destroy. 
um, that's not the way to go. I think that we're the last kind of hope um, that as a, as a methodology is teaching morals and integrity and values yes. in the world, right? I mean, religion does it, but I think so many people are shying away from religion because they don't have faith in anything because science has been pushed for so long. Like, if you can't touch it, you can't believe it. But I think martial arts, we do it, and we show them. And their mind shifts is, is incredible. So, I mean, I, I love it, and I think that's a great point, Dwayne. And I hope I enhance what you were saying a little bit. Yeah, and I appreciate that, too. I, I, uh, I, but I don't always feel that way. I yeah. know martial arts is important, but I don't always feel like, man, I don't know that I feel like I want to follow up with that person or I don't want to have right. that conversation or, oh, my gosh, I don't want to listen to them rant and rave about X, Y, Z or ABC. Yeah. Um, but, again, if we really believe in it, then then we, we need to suck it up and do it. And in as much as I'm talking to, you know, anybody that's listening, I'm, I'm also talking to myself, you know. Um, Agreed. I, I, and I, that's why I falter. That's why we're so good together, because you and I kind of feed off of each other and, and motivate when the other one's down. Yeah, and so I think it's I think it's important for us to reevaluate our our systems, reevaluate our our, our uh, reasonings, our motivation, our why. You know, um, with regards to you know why do you have a studio in the first place, and and right. when you base everything based, you know you base everything off of that. Um, you know, if you are really changing lives and you really believe that you've got something golden for those individuals, then you need to treat them that way and show them what it is so that they, they have an opportunity to, to get on board with it. So the fortune is in the follow-up. Um, Absolutely. But the fortune is is not just the money. It's also, and more importantly, the relationships that you will yeah. uh, build, you know, whether they ever come in or not, the, those relationships. And I... And, and, and let me throw this one last thing out there. I had a gentleman. Uh, his kid had now look. He's gone to my church, and I say my church. I was there well before he ever came, so it's not mine. But he, right. we go to the same church. But he he, right. he 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 started attending church there. We've been attending church probably I don't know the last five, six, seven years now. Maybe I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Together, we don't talk much. It's just high or barely at, at all. He decided to okay. uh, get his kid to do – he he gave me a call because they wanted to do a birthday party. Now, there's another place uh, in town that just opened. It's like a kid, kid zone type place. He wanted to do a birthday party there, but he also knew that we did birthday parties. Um, and so I talked to him about the birthday party, yada, yada, yada. Long story short, he chose us to do a birthday party. Well, um, of course, in our follow-ups, they get – Anybody that attends a birthday party get, gets opportunities to try martial arts. Where they're right. like, well, the kid, that, you know, our, our oldest, he doesn't really do, want to do it, but but our youngest would like to. So we'd like to go ahead and can he get that special? I said, absolutely. Yeah. So long long story short, you know, uh, he's a Facebook friend of mine. We go to church. We don't really know each other. He bring you know has a great experience with regards to the birthday party. One of his former students, which is one of my instructors did the party. He was amazed at her growth, you know, as a person. Um, yeah. He comes in, he starts doing the trial. Well, he hits me up on on uh, uh, text because we had shared our texting numbers, you know, our, our cell phone yeah. numbers. And he said, hey, I'm interested in 
um, the uh, the weight loss program, the health coaching program that you do, and right. here's why. Um, not only do I want to lose weight, but but I've seen how you handle X, Y, Z, your integrity, this. And, like, he listed out some things. And that was all based upon different interactions, small follow-ups that we had that he saw. And, obviously, you know, my – uh, instructor who taught the party and then my instructors that are teaching the, the class for his kid, all of that had right. to be in play in order for him to trust me. But it was just these small little bits and pieces, those small little yeah. follow-ups over time that created that. Does that make sense? It totally does. And that's exactly what I complain about. And not to go into anything deep, but that's what I complain about car dealerships. Even if I didn't buy the, the Audi, whatever, then – who knows what I might be interested in the future. And if they stay in touch over the course of the next four or five years, I might be ready to go. So let's not shoot ourselves in the foot by being pre, uh, you know, short-sighted. And uh, the follow-up is so important. So, Dwayne, you're right on the money with that. The follow-up uh, is, is, is so, and so important. So I appreciate yeah, your, and your insight today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll just say one last thing. We talked about this before when we talk about Gus, right? So Gus Lopez is our, uh, our from Lead Hunter Media is our Facebook guy. Well, yes. You know, uh, one thing that, that, you know, he taught me was how to work that Facebook post and following up with right. individuals that, you know, clicked like or commented on your, on your, uh, on your ads. And so there's, there's right. even a follow-up process on that too. So I just wanted to throw that out there yes. quickly. Uh, guys, listen, go out there. And, you know, follow up, show love yeah. to people and let them know how much, you know, you love the martial arts. Your energy will will drip on them and you have an obligation to do that. And one last thing is, uh, Allie, we haven't really discussed this, but I'll just say it now. Uh, next week, next week is going to be our last call for the year uh, because right. I'll be closed for two weeks. And, and dude, I'm taking yeah. a, I'm taking a two week vacation. So, yeah. I understand. I'm only closed for a week, but I'm closed from December uh, 30, 31st. No, I'm um, December 24th through this January 2nd we reopen. So I got about nine days that I'll be off as well. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just been enjoying the holiday, you know, coming towards the holidays every night. My family and I have been watching corny little Christmas movies. And by the way, if you want to watch a distorted, really good Christmas story, watch Fat Man. F-A-T-M-A-N, um, and uh, it was with Mel Gibson, and it's about Santa, but it's like a modern-day vigilante, you know, crazy government oversight thing with Santa, and it was really, really good, so watch it if you get a chance. Um, and what's and, on that? Uh, where where is that on? Is that, is that Netflix? Um, I watched it on, I think I watched it on Amazon Prime, or we got it okay. on our cable service where you can pay on demand. It was like six ninety nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, very cool. All right, All right Dwayne, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Everybody, take have a great day. Hopefully you're doing amazing. And if you need us, just reach out to us, okay?